0: Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. All right, welcome back to the Becoming Church podcast. Today, we're going to talk about hope and encouragement And basically how to not get lost in the heavy of life with my friend, Bethany Ricks. Hello, Bethany. Hi. So glad to be here. So glad to have you. Now, we were chatting, you know, yesterday, full transparency, and I was trying to explain to you what kind of podcast this is and who our listeners are, and then we got a review (laughs) (laughs) that I just need to read here up front just to give you a picture So this was a five-star podcast, and so we are very appreciative of that. And it starts like this. It says, I don't even like podcasts. No, seriously, I always get bored and zone out. But this one is different. It's people having casual conversation about literally becoming the church and what it means in today's world. Pastor Kristen keeps it all the way real all the time, and I love it. Or no cap, as the young folks say nowadays. (laughs)
1: Yes. Okay. I love that. I love that. I love that.
0: So please bring your full self. Bring all of who you are. We all all already love you. Oh. Yes.
1: Full self. Yeah. Can let's be a talk about. Scary sometimes.
0: I know. I know. I feel it, especially like as a woman, as a minority. Like yes. people are going to have their expectations. You got to come in carefully.
1: Yeah, you have to come in carefully. And, you know, my presence sometimes, depending on the atmosphere, I'm not going to say all the time, is offensive, right? I'm a woman in ministry. Some would find that offensive. I'm a black woman. Some would find that offensive. Um, You know, there are that. So, without even saying anything, when uh, I enter into an environment, people can find that offensive and i'm aware of that do i care no but <laughs> <laughs> i'm just acknowledging the obvious
0: yes no i mean i i get that like i mean i'm i'm white so when it comes to like race and all of that i'm in the majority but also being a female in ministry i feel that a little bit and it's true it is like okay I, I, to an extent there's a self-awareness that we need to have we need to okay. know what we're bringing even accidentally into the room or into the conversation. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, like that's on you, boo, you know?
1: <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Uh,
0: so tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Like what are the important things? What are you all about?
1: Oh, so many. Th- no, it's, I, <laughs> I like to say that I am the most interesting, boring person you'll ever meet. So I have this, I have all these different seasons that I've lived, but I'm also kind of like, eh, you know. Uh, I'm a former business executive, so I worked in business for almost two decades, and what does that mean? Because some people may be like, yeah, you right. um, <laughs> like, ah, yeah, whatever. I was a senior vice president for a publicly traded company working in human resources. I had a team of almost a hundred. And so for 10 years, I was an an executive. Uh, 10 years before that, I climbed the corporate ladder. So that was really where I cut my teeth. I now focus in ministry uh, on helping women in leadership. I do that more so behind the scenes. What people see in the forefront is helping people achieve their well done by taking all these leadership principles for the last 20 years that I've learned and taught and then aligning that to Bible. So I'm bridging that gap in a practical way. I'm a mother of two children. I live in Ohio. I enjoy coffee and naps and hiking. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I will tell you what draw me to you. And you have said that you don't have tons of photos on your feed. And that's true because I went and I looked for them, but the ones that you do post are like, you just exude joy and happiness and you're in sequence or you're laughing. Like I knew before I heard your laugh that I was going to love your laugh because you can see it in your photos.
1: <laughs> it's so lu- it's a loud. It's uh. I say I have the burden of the laugh, so you know when I think something's hilarious, and then you know when I don't because I just kind of do the like smile and nod. I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. That's when you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> no, so yeah.
0: No. Uh, so so tell us, how do you stay positive? How do you stay encouraged and
1: encouraging and just like generally? Generally. So they're probably, I'll give, I'll give, there's a long list of things, but I'll give three that might be a little unconventional. One is I am constantly listening to music and dancing.
0: Like all the time. What's your, what's your jam right now?
1: Um, I mean, anything nineties is. Okay. Got it. Anything nineties. And I listen to all types of genres. So from the minute I wake up, until I go to bed, I am listening to music. And so if you are a music lover, I would say try it on for size, And for the next seven days, just in the background, even on low, even if you can't really hear it, your spirit can hear it. So that is kind of just constantly See what happens. stuff. Yeah. It's in my car, in the shower. Like I'm always listening to music. It's like blaring. Um, so that's one thing that I do. The second is I'm a very boundaryed person and which requires a high level of self-awareness. Um, I know what I have the capacity to deal with day in and day out. And so I ju- adjust accordingly. Boundaries have a lot to do with you as a person. they ha- It has little to do with other people, believe it or not. Yeah, so- I think that's
0: a misconception. I think most people are like, boundaries for you. And they are for the other person, but really they're, they're for you. Like they may be keeping Mm -hmm. certain people or certain traits out, but yes. Yeah.
1: So I, and I adjust day in and day out. So I really am in tune with what I'm doing every day, what God is requiring of me day in and day out. And then I kind of, I, I set those, those lines, Um, and not in a rude or disrespectful way. It's really just something I do internally. Um, the third thing is I listen a lot. Okay. Which is an unconventional answer. Probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. But to I who? May... You listen to who? I know you're listening to music, but what else are you listening to? Every,
1: everything and everyone. So I spend a lot of my days listening to other people, um, what they have to say, what they're not saying verbally, non-verbally what's going on in the world, what people are paying attention to, what they're not paying attention to, listening to God. Okay. And what the reason I do that is because I learn a lot about myself. where um I am not showing up well, where I am showing up well, um where people are hurting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh the things that go unseen and unsaid, which is what I write about typically. Um the things that people aren't focusing on, you get that from listening and just paying attention. And it increases my ability to be empathetic. And when you're empathetic, that leads you in this path of gratitude with what you have in your life. Okay, so that seems
0: totally listening. against the norm. I, would, I feel like
1: most people would say
0: there's too many voices and we're listening too much. And that's why we're getting overwhelmed, right? Like there's all the news and the social media and all the different kinds of media and our families. And we're, we're constantly taking in voices. So how is it that listening, I mean, you explained it a little bit, but how is it that listening doesn't overwhelm you?
1: Well, it depends on who you're listening to. And remember I started with, I'm a very self-aware and boundary person. What I'm not listening to is the news. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't really watch the news. So one of my degrees is in sociology. So I stopped watching the news. I haven't watched the news since college. And I graduated oh, wow. in the early 2000s. I'm older than I look. I'm going to be 40 next year. So okay. I, I'm not really a news person. Um, so that's just a boundary that I have. I am very aware of what's going on in the world, though. Okay. Because I'm listening. My community is a very diverse community. Um, and so that's, that's a way that I do that. Also, listening doesn't mean you have to react. See, what we're doing right now in the world is we're listening and we feel compelled to react. We're not listening to learn. We're not listening to understand. There's this pressure to react. And I don't feel pressure. One, I don't feel pressure to do anything. In, in, to, in totality of, in terms of action, like you're not going to make me do anything, but I also don't feel pressured to listen or to do something with my listening other than, um, learning and understanding. And then if I feel compelled, uh, to move forward because I'm knowledgeable, then mm-hmm. I will do so. Because doing just to do doesn't mean that you're necessarily having an impact. Yeah. Sometimes people just do to do because they want to be seen and I'm not really in the business of trying to be seen.
0: Or they think that they should, or because how it's going to look, what if I don't,
1: right? Yeah. What if I don't? And that's kind of like, yeah, you could be doing more damage actually than good because you're creating an illusion um, that's not real and that's not sustainable.
0: Well, and I would say a lot of people, you said people are are listening to react and I almost want to say they're not even listening. They're looking. They're like looking. I mean, it's confirmation bias and everything. They're looking for a specific thing. So when they mm-hmm. watch the news, when they're listening to voices, I think people associate hearing with listening and they're like, oh, well, because I'm hearing your words, right? I'm listening yeah. to you. And that's what I tell my children. I'm like, no, no you're hearing me. I need you to listen. Like you hear me with your ears. I need you to listen with your brain. There is a difference. Yes. So where people are looking to react as opposed to listening, which means take a pause, reflect. I know I've, people have come at me on social media before because something in the world has happened and I took a pause and I have even flat out said like, Hey, I'm not saying something right now. I think it might have been after the whole White House insurrection, if that's what I'm remembering. And I was like, I'm going to take a pause for a second. And this doesn't mean that I'm being complicit in anything. But it means I really want to go back to God and to the Holy Spirit and be like, give me wisdom and discernment here. Because I don't want to just add my voice to to what's just noise. If I say something, I want it to be helpful. I want it to be of god you know
1: yeah and social media is not the appropriate measuring stick for someone's humanity their heart or uh their walk with christ
0: yeah it is one post specifically
1: yeah it's not it that's that's not an appropriate measuring stick and um what happens is we the royal we um We want to very quickly put people in a box because it is a lazy way. Um, And I do this too. So I'm not like, uh, for those who don't know me, which is probably most of your listeners, I'm not saying this from an egotistical perspective. I do these things too, because I'm a human being where instead of doing the work and labor of understanding the complexity of a person, we find shortcuts so if you say X, Y, and Z, that will allow me to put you in a box, and then I can make assumptions about you and predetermine whether or not I like you or not, right. whether or not I align to you or not, whether or not I want to be a part of your echo chamber yeah or not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We connect dots. and go, if then.
1: Which is why I don't talk about politics or things like that on my pages, because right. I think those conversations, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but for sure. me, um, I think those conversations are best served on podcasts or in coffee shops or at the dinner table.
0: Okay. So that actually leads me to another conversation because even the fact that we have to put that little caveat on it and say like, for me, it just, I don't feel, cause I do the same thing constantly. And then I always want to check myself and I'm like, why do I feel the need to put this little asterisk? But here's why. And maybe this has happened to you. It's definitely happened to me where people will say like, well, how are you not affected? Why don't you care about this? Because I, too, don't talk politics often. There's a (laughs) lot of stuff that I don't talk about. And so what would you say to somebody who says like, why don't you talk about it? Don't you care? Aren't you affected?
1: Uh, I will give you the response that I give people in the tone that I give them. Are you kidding me right now with that question? (laughs) Yes. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, I have the... a major issue with how we are so willing to impose how other people should feel about things, how we are willing to assume how other people feel about things by what they are and are not doing. As a society, we really do have the audacity. Yeah. Like we really do have the audacity. Now that's my very sharp response. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My-, My softer response is this, um, we are not made to have the emotional, spiritual, or mental capacity, and I will give an example of what I mean by capacity, to handle or carry all things.
0: Yes, say that again. And when yes. I'm talking
1: about capacity, what I'm saying is the thing that we do not want to acknowledge in this country is people are dealing with complex issues in their private lives, Mm -hmm. right? People are struggling to pay bills. In the richest nation in the world, Mm -hmm. people are in emotionally, financially, and physically abusive relationships in their home. Mm -hmm. And no one knows. And no one knows. So for me to then assume that they aren't speaking out on an issue because it doesn't impact them. Well, they could not be speaking out on an issue because they have a private matter, which is no one's business Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that they need to focus on. Maybe they have a teenager who is struggling with something who is on the verge of suicide because Mm -hmm. teenage suicide rates are through the roof compared to any other, you know, previous years. Yeah. Maybe they're dealing with that, which by the way is no one's business. Right. So we, it's like we struggle to deal with nuance, but I think we struggle to deal with nuance because within that nuance, we have to acknowledge the fact that there's some really heavy stuff that people are going through. That's none of our business, first of all. And then second of all, that like has a lot of layers to it. Like there's a lot of stuff. And by the way, the only answer is Jesus, but you know, right? That's a different conversation.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think even too, if we are supposed to all represent God, right? Like we all have our unique perspective. We all have our unique voice of God essentially to take to the world. You know, the podcast is called Becoming Church. Like if we are all coming together to become the church that Jesus called us to be, then there's got to be diversity in not what we care about, but kind of what our passions are. You know, like God has made my heart tender to certain issues or to certain people groups well, if everybody cared about the same issues and the same people groups, there would be a lot of people left unseen and uncared. Yes. For. Yes. So when you said capacity, I thought, well, gosh, yeah, because I might um, gravitate toward children. I was a kindergarten teacher for 12 years. I've always loved yeah. kids. And so my tender spot, my heart is always going to go for kids. It's always going to go for unseen people, overlooked people, um, people that feel like they don't fit, which again is just because of my background and the experiences that I've lived. But those are going to be the people that God wants to reach through me, where you're going to have a tender heart to care for a different issue. And God can use you to reach those people. Exactly.
1: And we can't assume a lot of times when I would get, so I will give an example of when I would get those comments, especially on social media, anytime there's an issue revolving race, Mm -hmm. there, there are a handful of people who come to my inbox, wanting to know why I'm not speaking out as if the color of my skin obligates me to do so.
0: Wow. That's good.
1: Um, and if you look at me, you wouldn't know, and it's not that I don't care about those issues. I'm impacted on a regular basis by issues that have to do with race and sexism. Yeah, My passion in life is around women in leadership. Those are the things that I speak out about. It doesn't mean that I'm not impacted by other things, but those, that, those are the things that I lean into. I also, on social media, I don't have the emotional capacity to go there.
0: Yeah. Because right? if you go there, people
1: are going to come back. <laughs> exactly. And my I like to respond in kindness. And so I know when I'm not able to do so. And so sometimes people aren't engaging in a topic outwardly because they're self-aware to know that they can't have the conversation. Yeah. That could be another reason. I mean, there are a lot of reasons. So in so which is why I respond with are you kidding me right now with that question. Right. So right. if You someone says that. I implore you. Stop it. No (laughs) music. I implore you.
0: (laughs) All right. So I don't want to stay just in social media, but just kind of in general, because you've talked about how, you know, you like to empower people and inspire people, but there is a lot of... There's a lot of heavy, there is a lot of hard in the world right now, like you said, in people's private lives, also corporately, I mean, globally. What, what do you think people can do when they find themselves starting to get overwhelmed by all of the hard?
1: Pause. I mean, you said it a little bit earlier. Um, there is a magic in pausing. Okay. And um, pausing isn't stopping and it's not quitting. Yes. Pausing is assessing, and it's saying I can't do this right now. So I'll give okay. you an example. Sometimes pausing is takes is months, and sometimes it's just an hour. So you have oh, to to okay. See, people to- like
0: me don't like that answer because I'm like, tell me how long to pause. I'm going to set a timer <laughs> and tell me what to do and not do
1: in that time because I need to <laughs> know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> the power yeah. of the pause. <laughs> um, and sometimes it is just 10 minutes when you're feeling overwhelmed yeah. and, uh, but sometimes pause means rest. Sometimes pause means disengaging. So I'll give you an extreme example. When I started Jesus led Bible fed, which is my ministry account, I kicked it off and then it started becoming something that I didn't want it to be. Hmm. And I was overwhelmed by it morphing into this thing that it really, like, I didn't want it to be. But you know how you do something and then all of a sudden it becomes like every, everything else around you, right?
0: Yep.
1: And I had two choices to make. I could lean in and power through. Or I could do what God told me to do, which is we're going we're gonna to do a hard timeout. We're calling it a full timeout. I didn't touch that account for almost eight months. Okay. I didn't re so that was in May, and I didn't re engage with it until February of this year. Okay. So the I had to refocus and kind of recalibrate what I was actually doing. Now, someone could be listening and going, "Are you kidding me right now? Eight months?" Yeah. But there, but there are so, there. I have so many things that are on the shelf that like. I started and stopped and that's okay. Um, and then there are times in my day, so I'll go to a less extreme end. There are times in my day where I am like, I can't do this anymore. And because I'm an adult and I'm in charge of my own life, I just, I'm like, we're done for the, like I'm done for the rest of the day. Like I can't, like I'm done. We're, we're, we're good. We're not, like, meetings and things are canceled. And I know in some instances that can't happen. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are instances in which we can just call a timeout. Like I'm, I like we're, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to stop.
0: That's hard. I know it's hard to do. Yeah. I think it can be hard to do because of life limitations. You know, there are days that I'm like, I wake up We just went through a really hard season with one of my daughters where the second she woke up, it was screaming and temper tantrums and arguing and whining and crying. And it was like, that's how I started my day, like at an extreme level, Mm -hmm. would go to work where we are currently understaffed. And so Mm -hmm. I love my job. And this is exactly where I know where God wants me to be. But it is just very difficult and taxing right now, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Then I would leave that. With my to-do list, you know, not even close to done, go right back to the kids, right back into the screaming and the crying and the whining and whatever, and then get home and have to do dinner and baths and bedtime and all the thing. And it's like, by the time I get through all that, I can do, there is no pause because I am, I am wiped out on the couch. Let me give you,
1: so I, I, when I, there was a time where my life was very much so like that, um. Mm And so what I had to do, I would be in the middle of the work day and I would feel my meter, you know, Mm kind of needling. I'm a patient person until my meter starts to needle. I have no problem with it being that. And so I would, I would go get a coffee. So pausing doesn't necessarily mean inaction. Pausing can mean I need 20 minutes.
0: Just taking a mental break.
1: And I would go get in my car and I would drive to Starbucks and I would scream behind the wheel of the car. Mm. I would rip the steering wheel and just scream. <laughs> and I would drink my coffee. I'd cry. And then I'd go back into the office. And so... That's what pausing looked like in that season. I only had twenty minutes. I only had fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah, the mental pause.
1: It could be be that.
0: Yeah,
1: it's you know it's it could be prayer. There would be times where I was crunched for time, um, and I just needed five minutes, and I would block that five minutes to just pray. And the prayer was, "God, help me not lose my mind." Yeah.
0: Well, I would say sometimes that scream is the prayer. Sometimes that scream in your car. Is the prayer. <laughs> it's a
1: prayer. And it, or it's, I mean, I would be in my office before I go into a big meeting, looking out the window and I'm like, God, help me not lose my mind. Yeah. Do not help. Help me not lose my mind. And yeah. he knew exactly what yeah. I <laughs> I didn't need to say anything else.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's that reminding. And for me, it's probably connected to pride. But I think it's that reminding myself, too, of like, I can say it. I can say that it's right. I know. (laughs) But the idea that I am doing this, I'm trying to do it in my own strength. And really, like, if God really does have all of these things for me, I have to rely on his strength. I have to do it in his capacity and not my own. And so for, I think, part of me is just remembering that, like, if I let go for a minute and plates, you know, I'm like, I'm mixing my analogy. I drop the balls, the plate stops spinning, whatever it is. If I let someone down, like the world's still going to keep spinning, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's what I, you know, again, it sounds so, the pausing sounds so simple, but also very complex. Um, but there were times where, you know, Zion would have soccer practice and I would say, we're not going to do practice today. Yeah. Because it was just one more thing. And you know what? It was fine. Yeah. It was a Tuesday, it was fine. And he was eight. Like Yeah. So that's what I that's what I mean. Like sometimes we have things on our list where we just have to make a decision. And it's not the most popular decision for everyone else, but it's the right decision for you.
0: Yeah. Well, and as a parent, it teaches your kids permission, flexibility, freedom to change, like to listen to them, their own selves. Hey, let's have some self-awareness now, even as kids, if you're feeling this way, even though this is a fun activity, let's not do it. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people who are not feeling overwhelmed, who are, feel like they're in a pretty good place. They've got hope. They've got encouragement. How can they help other people how could they bring encouragement or light into somebody else's life
1: uh wait for people to ask
0: oh okay that's not (laughs) what I expected you to say
1: (laughs) 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 well because sometimes you can be in uh on your mountaintop and you feel like I want everyone else to be here too and what happens when you you start telling people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You see where I'm going? You start telling, yeah. this is the way, you know, it, it goes into, it, you kind of go into, and this is the right way. Um, and it goes back to the listening piece. And then you're no longer listening. You're now telling. Right. And so um, a part of it is, this kind of self-awareness piece and knowing, kind of knowing the person and waiting for them, you know, waiting for them to ask for that. In other ways, encouraging them and reinforcing what they are doing. Okay. That may not be what you are doing. So just con- like constantly being a cheerleader, even if it's no of no benefit to you. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's easy. a way for
0: them to feel like they're seen by God- Specifically, instead of like, let's not let's stop slapping spiritual band-aids on things, you know, <laughs> like, yes. here's the phrase, here's the like, live, laugh, love, or whatever it is. Yeah, but something that applies to that person specifically how God is moving in them that you can call out. That's going to be way more encouraging than a very sweeping yes. generality.
1: Yes. And so and then something else that can be done um, is send a text message. So I, um, have a pretty regular practice of if I have your phone number, whether we're close friends or building a relationship, it is likely you are going to get a word of encouragement from me. I love it. Just because, and it doesn't need to be for a reason. Because if we're willing to encourage each other and champion each other, like that's, that's community, right? Like that's yeah. the togetherness. Um, and I think there's power in doing that. So just doing it for no reason at all. You can send a text message. If you don't have a person's number, you can send them a direct message. With right. no um, obligation of them responding. Yes. <laughs> so yes. doing it just because. Just doing it just because.
0: Well, and your text messages, because I know from experience, often come with some kind of exciting gif or something to (laughs) bring that moment of like levity. And I just, I love it so much it really does make a difference. I walked into my office the other day and it's kind of like a shared office community space where we have small groups that meet too. And um, a couple of the girls had left me notes on the dry erase board. And it was just like, I'm sure what she thought was a really silly little thing, but it was like,
1: hey, you're great. Like, pretty much that was it. And it made my whole day. Yes. Because here, when when you, because getting back to kind of the original question you asked, when you are, and I like to, I'm I'm a mountain person, so I'm going to say mountaintop. Um, The way I view the mountaintop is you now have the ability because you're, you you now have the ability and space to encourage others while they're in their valley. That, yeah. is an obli- that is an obligation. As believers. Yeah. And so that is how you champion other people, is encouraging them in the season that they're in and not telling.
0: Yeah. But you said also, it's that balance, right? Of like have the obligation to encourage them, but also let them ask for help or wait for an opening as opposed to like, and I think there is a difference. Like there is a way to be a light, to be encouraging in the small ways, but then yeah, don't impose your, there's a difference between encouraging versus like, everything is great. Come up to where I am, where people don't always have that privilege or luxury to do that. Exactly.
1: And so if someone is listening they're like, this all sounds great. What does that look like? Um, For me, I will simply say, if you need me, I'm here.
0: No, that's great.
1: Right? I don't have to say, like, this is what I would do. It's, if you need me, I'm here. And that could look like me just listening. That
0: Mm -hmm. could look
1: like me giving advice. But I'm going to allow the other person to tell me how they want me to show up.
0: Right. Yeah, because sometimes it's just sitting. Sometimes it's just being there and not talking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and not not having, you know, it's easy to have the white horse syndrome, is what I call it, where you okay. want to swoop in and fix it. Yes. I, I got it. I got yes. it. Yes. I got yeah. it. It's like, yeah, well, you also should probably pay attention to the stuff going on in your own life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish you were recording
0: this so everyone could see your facial expressions right now. Because What is unsaid is speaking so loud. I love it. So what is an unexpected place that you find hope or joy or light like in your own life? Definitely flowers.
1: I love flowers. I love flowers. Okay. Love flowers. Um, anything outside. I'm an avid hiker. So anything. Okay. And then friendship. So I will travel miles oh. for a cup of coffee with friends. Planes, trains, autos. Okay. I, well, I've got you penciled yeah, in. I will like, I will get on a plane for a coffee date with a friend without question. It's just, I oh. love my people and they love me so well. And I create as much space that's awesome as needed. Um, and yeah, so those are the things that bring me joy for sure.
0: That's awesome. And that's so special, man. I would say like, literally I have prayed and, and fasted. And I still am. Um, Maybe you're an answer to that prayer. We'll see. But I've like asked God. I'm like, where are those people? Like, I need those women friendships, those female friendships that I would get on a plane for somebody and go, or I know they would get on a plane for me, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where um, I had to grow into that because of the type of job I had. I really didn't have space to have healthy friendships. Because I just wasn't available. My my days started at thirty AM and ended at midnight. And so and I was constant yeah, it was it was a very wild time. I was constantly traveling all over the globe. Um and so it was it was very difficult to manage relationships and just in general. And so now I'm just in a place where I give space for them. Um, and I could do a whole conversation about friendship (laughs) and friendship. I mean, I, I, I could do a, you know, a whole, a whole thing about that and just creating space for each other, um, to be there for each other without obligation. The op, not obligation is not having obligation is the key there. Yeah. No obligation to respond or to show up any kind of way to just be.
0: Yeah. Just to be together and to be there when you can. I love that. Our right, well, last question for you, because the podcast is called Becoming Church, what is your favorite way or what is a cool way that yes. you see the people around you becoming church or being church?
1: Community and hospitality. Okay. I think that is something that is um, sometimes overlooked. And so just doing for each other on a, just a local level. Mm-hmm that to me is the essence of, of church. Um, it's not just, it's not brick and mortar. It's being yeah. there for each other and serving one another Yeah. in, in different ways. Uh, however, however, that may show up day in and day out. I think that's the, that's the core of how I would answer that question. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And we would agree with you. <laughs> we on this podcast would agree with you. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Bethany, this has been great. You did mention Jesus Led Bible Fed, but where else can we find you? Where can our listeners find you?
1: Uh, Jesus Led Bible Fed and my writing account, which is Bethany Ricks. So it's my name, B-E-T-H-N-Y. It's how I spell it. And I just, I write about hope and encouragement and generally the stuff that people don't talk about uh, is where I write. Jesus Led Bible Fed, I do a lot more talking.
0: Okay. So we've got two different accounts for, sure. for the you things know. that we think that we want to read and the things that we really want to read, but we didn't know we wanted to read until you wrote it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Awesome. Well, friends, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening. If you want us to read a review like the one that we had at the top of the episode, you can go to Apple, you can go to any platform that you're listening to this Leave us a review. I mean, if it's five stars, that would be great. You know, we would like that. Also share it with your friends and let us know who else you would like to hear from on Becoming Church. Bethany, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.